Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, it's been a few weeks since our last guest was on and he uh, had a tremendous response. Uh, we were talking uh, to uh, Fahed Bazari, the CEO of Bellamy Alton and the facilitator for the ChatGPT Accelerator and Entrepreneurs Workshop. So he was so good last time, we thought we'd get him in again. Thank you very much. Happy Friday. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, happy Friday to you too. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, it, it's great to have you on. Now, I know that Neil's been into Chat uh, ChatGPT and AI a bit more than me, but it, it's amazing that since we, we had our conversation, I found myself in two social situations where people have actually started using ChatGPT not for for information about their personal relationships, quite specific, oh, yeah. quite specific situations of uh, this is uh, not me, but it sounds like it's me. Uh, one lady said, uh, my boyfriend is Australian and I have trouble understanding his sense of humour. He's very <laughs> blunt. How do I handle him? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't realise the, 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 the depth of, of these artificial intelligence programs. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing a one-on-one executive training the other day and one of the benefits of mastering ChatGPT is heightened self-awareness and heightened empathy. And uh, he asked me, he said, well, well, what do you mean by that? And I explained exactly this, that you can actually learn more about yourself. You might say something like, yeah, I was just around somebody and I was feeling weird. Help me to understand why was I feeling weird? And then you'll start to explain the dynamics and ChatGPT will be able to give you insights on that. Or like your friend did or whoever it was, you know, you could actually plug in your girlfriend, wife's personality type and actually start to understand her more as a person through the help of ChatGPT. Wow, this is, I mean, that at one point in time, people used to go to psychologists and psychiatrists to understand what is running in the mind. Here, there is an artificial intelligence bot that's helping you understand a human being. Wow. Yeah, it's taking us a lot of time to realize when we say artificial intelligence, we really do mean artificial <laughs> intelligence. All you have to do is let it know who it is, what it is, what role it's playing, who you are, what's the context of the situation. And boom, it, it's like it's not going to substitute a psychiatrist or a therapist, but it's going to give you lots of insights to get you above and beyond where you are at that moment in time. Now, one of the stories about ChatBT and these, that's just one of the many open AI programs, uh, reportedly ChatGPT is costing 700,000 US dollars a day and there are some reports that the program could go bankrupt next year in 2024. Hmm. Um, 
these open IA programs, if you're not, if they're not using the premium service, how do they make money? What's their revenue model? Well, there's a lot of. I mean, they're open. ChatGPT itself, as a let's call it a software, yeah. was not actually intended to take off the way it has taken off. OpenAI, actually, their long-term goal is general intelligence. We're talking about getting to a point where we've now got the AI. Uh, aggregating knowledge and information from all sorts of different sources and then mixing that with the different functionality around the world. So just imagine you get to a point where you're talking to your AI and say, hey, listen, yeah, I'd like to book a flight. Please see what's available for me on Friday night. And it goes off and does it in the background. Or you know, So that's actually their stated objective. It's a long-term play. Mm. This is not a small company doing small things just in 2023. Mm-hmm. This is a big play at a human level. And of course, Microsoft comes into the picture. Why? Because Microsoft needs to protect its revenue, uh, its business revenue in terms of all the software it's providing. So Microsoft coming into the picture with OpenAI is is like a self-serving objective. So now they've got the might of Microsoft behind them. And also, of course, the advertising revenue. If we get to a point now where you're going to chat GPT or your personal AI to get the information you need. You no longer need a search engine. So that basically puts the consumer revenue of Microsoft at risk and any other search engine for that matter, it puts the, that, that source of revenue at risk. So it's you know when you're building a business, it's not just about sales and it's not just about the money that you're burning at that moment in time. I think if I remember correctly, Uber has only just started to make profit yeah. this year. Right. right. People come in and they throw money into a business because of the long-term possibilities of that company, not just because of the year ahead. Is that something to be wary of when when technology companies play defensive? We've seen over the years when companies, like for example Sony, they don't want to go down the path of MP3s. They want to protect CDs. Mm-hmm. They tend to be on the losing side because Absolutely. the market will determine what they want to use. So do you think that some of these players like Microsoft and Google, they are playing defensive in their tactics at the moment? On the contrary, now they've become offensive. 2022 was the year that they went from defensive to offensive, and it was triggered 100% by OpenAI, ChatGPT, Microsoft. They're the ones, I mean, Microsoft are the ones who started, they fired their ethics team, so to say, and they said, let's just go forward. If we don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And that's actually how, you know, behind the scenes, AI was being developed behind the scenes, right? And then Microsoft was like, you know what, to hell with this, let's take it out in there. And they just released it to the public with an ultra user-friendly interface that has very little barrier to entry, ChatGPT, and boom, within a few months, now AI is lighting up the world. You know, well, when we say this, uh, that it might, and then this is exactly what is happening because I use ChatGPT more than I use Google now. Yeah. So it is definitely taking over the time and effort that I put used to put rather on Google, which also means it is going to eat out on the ad revenue space yeah. that a search engine could potentially have. Google being Google is not going to sit and stay back and wait it out. But when it comes heavy, I'm sure that they have more firepower and, ammuni- and, and ammunitions as compared to a Microsoft and ChatGPT to actually overhaul the all the efforts that ChatGPT has already put in. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, the whole the whole nature of market share is that you can have two or three big players. You can mm. even have five. You know, I'll, I, I'll show you an AI, which is something which I teach in my course, which means you'll never even go back to Google. Okay. I don't use Google anymore, to, mm-hmm. be, to be honest with you. I'm, I do 75% ChatGPT and the remaining 25% in other AIs, right? So, of course, Google's not sitting down. The ultimate goal, just so that you guys have it in your mind where we're heading, the ultimate goal is that everybody has their own personal AI. 
And it's within that space that the adverts start to show up. Mm -hmm. And if you just think about it today, there are people, if you go back in the old days, um, it might still exist, I don't know. Do you guys remember TomTom? Uh, yeah, the satellite navigation the sat- Yeah, the sat-nav. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a paid version, which is uh, TomTom, uh-huh. and then you've got the free version, which is Google Maps. Right? <laughs> so yes. there might be some cases for I don't think there's any cases left for TomTom, right? But yeah. for every free service that, that Google or Microsoft are offering, there is a paid alternative that offers benefits that people are willing to pay for, right? So a time will come where we will have personal AI. I would imagine that the most significant thing it offers is privacy. Mm-hmm. And then there will be free personal AI, which is what's being offered by Google and Microsoft and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're heading. And it's within that space. Why they do it for free? Because they're going to put adverts. They're going to embed True. adverts within uh, within the feedback and so on. There are there are apps like Replica, Replica AI. Okay. Okay. Uh, which which I, I was made aware of, which is an AI chatbot, but is your personal <laughs> conversational friend, partner slash whatever you want to do, uh, kind of a thing. So. There, there are there, so there is this one chatbot that is actually having conversations with you. It's an AI module on the back end of it that's having conversations, and those those conversations are empathetic. There are there is an imperial conversation. So you want to do talk about maths and physics. There's a conversation that could happen. You want to talk about emotions. You want to talk about things that are not safe for work. And conversations of those levels are also happening on a personal level. Yep, absolutely. And this is where we're heading. It's where we're heading. Wow. I mean, I, I was surprised when a friend of mine showed me and I was like, hang on, are you talking to a real person? Is there a real person sitting yeah, behind this? It feels this like that, yeah. It, it, it was so empathetic that, hey, hey, how are you doing, Neil? You know, looks like you, you know, you, you, you're you pretty quiet today. Is everything all right? And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. stop freaking me out. I'll, I'll tell you the best one is when I go into chat GPT and I'm like, I need your help with something. And it responds, Fantastic. I'm here to help. Tell me, what do you need? And I'm like, man, I wish everybody around me was like that. I wish everybody was around me like that. It's like, hey, I need your help. Yes, please tell me. What can I do for you, sir? (laughs) But that that reminds me, I'm old enough to remember when Microsoft Word had a little paperclip that would come up on the corner and go, hey, looks like you're writing a letter. Do you need some help? And it was, no, it was Yeah, because it was disappointing. Now the disappointment is no longer there. Now what you're finding... Uh, this executive I told you guys about a few minutes ago, he has resisted ChatGPT until now. He has not opened it until now. Not even casually. Not even casually. He registered mm-hmm. in front of me, signed up in front of me. And now he's seeing, he's like, oh my God, he's a consultant. So he's looking at it, he's like, oh my God, this is what would have taken me three weeks to do. This mm-hmm. is what people would have paid me 30000 to do. It's doing it for me in three minutes. Right. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, there's two things that are going to happen, right? So the, the, the sword or the weapon or whatever, it's only in the hand that, that is it yields it, wields it. What's the word? Wields it. Wields it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the hand that wields it. You can have the most impressive sword, but if the hand is weak, you can't wield it, right? True. So what these companies like Microsoft and Google and all the other AI companies, they're trying to make things easier for us. But in doing so, it's taking away from us the control that we have over it. And that's the magical thing about ChatGPT is you're talking straight to the AI without buttons, without options. It's just your intellect with its, so to say, intellect. And then it's the merging of mind and machine. But you, meant, you mentioned that idea of satellite navigation. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a concern perhaps with a lot of technology, long before there was AI, that certain tributes are almost being bred out. Like for, for centuries, we knew how to walk because of where the sun was and we yeah. knew directional. And, and now we rely on satellites to drive us everywhere. Those ethics are often come up. Are we 
concerned that certain characteristics or trademarks maybe sort of uh, become part of previous, be bred out of our evolution? Okay, so if we're taking a more modern example, is the, just the ability to remember things, right? Correct. So I can't, you can't remember your home phone number. Yeah. I don't know my kid's phone number. I don't even know what their numbers are. I just <laughs> save them in the phone. Yeah. And, and so on, right? And so people often ask me, and I've experienced it myself, whereby, hold on a second, if this thing is doing everything for me, that means my brain muscles are going to shrink, okay? And my response to that is, well, look, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we were basically all on our farms, in our villages, milking cows, just chilling out, right? And, okay, we're working hard, but we're not being distracted by two mobile phones with five email addresses and five social media channels and, you know, all this, like, 500 different streaming options and, like, the chaos that we're living in today. And so my response when people say that, I said, look, have you ever thought that perhaps in the last 30, 40, 50 years, we have extended past our operating capacity and we're actually operating at 200% or 300% and that's why we're all stressed that's why we've you've so never much. met my ex-girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and so in actual fact maybe we're just recalibrating and I can tell you my own experience you know a few nights ago about five nights ago I, I, I had a very intensive work evening and I got more done in four hours. I got a full week task done in about four hours, okay? Now, so what's the answer for me? Is that to do another intensive session, do another four weeks in four hours? Mm. For me, it's not. For me, it's, you know what? Let me go to a comedy show. Mm. Let me finally go and learn how to dance salsa. Let me finally go and watch that film in the cinema. Do you know what I mean? And that's the the rebalancing. It's like maybe we overloaded ourselves and we just need to kind of rebalance. Great answer. I, I, I want to know. Neil's got one question. But before we wrap up, last one from me. Do we know how much of an impact these programs are already having on daily life? Has that able to be measured? Um, daily life, I mean, it's all very subjective, right? Okay. So it's, it's up to everybody. So we've already had it out. Let's say ChatGPT, it's been out for about nine or 10 months. And we take yourself, we take myself, and we say, what's the difference between ourselves and the impact it's had on our daily lives? In AI has actually been in our daily lives for years without us realizing. And I remember a, a, a really nice story. I was going through the, um, you know, when you get to the final part of the, um, the boarding gate, in uh, Dubai airport. So we got to a point where they asked to see my ticket, but they didn't ask to see my passport. And that's the final stage, and they always ask you for your passport. Mm. And I said to the guy, I said, you do realize you haven't asked me to see my passport? And he goes, I don't need to see your passport. This is, we're talking last year, this is maybe June last year. He goes, I don't need to see your passport. And I'm like, what? Anyone could just get on this plane with this ticket. And he said, no, and he pointed up to the ceilings, right? I said, well, what are you talking about? He goes, we have face rec facial recognition, recognizing everybody going through in the boarding gate, knowing whether they're supposed to be on this plane or not. If you're not, it will flag, then we'll check your passport. And that's being done through AI. Google Maps and the route that it shows and the alternative routes and the time it takes you to get there is AI, it's all AI. See, I mean, you're talking about Google Maps and everything, but Google Maps still messes up when I'm on Sheikh Zayed Road and I miss an exit. I mean, <laughs> that, that has resorted. Now, there has always been this debate, and, you know, we, we, we speak about it very often. I'm sure that you and your clients talk about this very often, that AI is not here to take your jobs. It's, it's only there to empower you. But 
I read a, a little tweet that said that, oh, so the chat uh, GPT guys are getting bankrupt. Good. At least our jobs will be safe. Mm-hmm. There is still a big population, a sizable population that does think that AI is out there to take their jobs away. Your final words on that. Okay, so let's use the word relevance. All right. So in the future, are we going to still be relevant as human beings, as workers in the face of AI? All right. So we're just changing the words to, to, to phrase it differently and reframe it. If you embrace AI, you will become more relevant in the future because you are an AI-enabled person, you've been augmented with the power of AI. You're not just limited to your own education and your thinking, you are open to all of humanity's education. If you ignore the technology and you ignore the tidal wave and you ignore it and you put your head under the ground and say, look, I haven't felt the pain yet. I think I'm going to be okay. Let's hope it gets better. Let's hope ChatGPT and OpenAI goes bankrupt. Let's hope, let's, unfortunately, you will become irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? And that's the reality. Just think about it as a, just think about it as another, another digital revolution and just think about those people that don't know how to use computers, they don't know how to type, they don't know how to browse the net, they don't know how to use spreadsheets. They are um, handicapped, so to say, True. in the face of other people who have embraced it. So there's only so many jobs to go around. AI is gonna eat in, and I'm sorry to say, and but we're on a radio show, so it's, it's fine to be honest with the public, is that many jobs will be eaten into. The question is, w- when that happens, which side do you want to be on? And it's very difficult, it's very painful, actually. And I've cried, believe it or not, but I have actually cried many tears over the topic. And that's what drove me to do the work that I'm doing now, is because, okay, you can't, you know, there's no point in sitting there crying. <laughs> Do something about it. Those people who are open and receptive to embracing, you can be part of their change. And those who are not, there's nothing you can do about it. You can bring a camel to the water, but you can't force it to drink. Well, this is why we love getting you in, because you've got this passion for it. <laughs> it's so infectious. And plus, we also want to be on the right side of history. So, <laughs> so that's why we want to get you on. If you want to be on the right side, uh, Fahad Bazai is the CEO of, uh, of Bellamy Alden and the facilitator for the ChatGPT Accelerator for the Entrepreneurs workshop. Thank you very much for coming in on this Friday. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. We appreciate it. Talk 100.3. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7pm across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.